like, yo, what's that? Did you make the chicken yet? No, I ain't making it yet. Shut right, up. Nah, I'm making it tonight. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Amazing. I love it. Her face was done, too. Well, I didn't do that, but the, the way, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, that was great. That was phenomenal. All yeah. right, let me know when y'all see. I see. Yay. We up. Oh, let me, oh, dang. Oh, yeah, I can do that now. <laughs> Put it on the big screen. <laughs> Amen. That's cool to put on my on my TV screen. I'm like, I like that. Oh, here. I'm going to turn on the volume, though. Okay, why can't I see this yet? Amazing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play the track. Oh, boom! Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Dizzy, and welcome to What You Got to Say. I have my crazy co-host in the building today. What's up, Mr. Tyrone Gregory? Let's get it, gang, gang. <laughs> what's up, Miss Cool Candice? How you doing today? I'm great. What's up, y'all? It is time. Chop it up. That's right. What's up, Mr. Cabana Black? Hey, everybody. I'm that dude excited about the day's subject. And last but not least, all the way up in the air, what's up, Miss Keela Mahogany? How you doing today, lady? I'm wonderful. Hey, y'all. <laughs> all right. So two things before we get the show started off today. I must take the moment to say happy birthday to Miss Kenzie Bellamy out there, boo. She, it is her birthday. She is a dear, dear friend of mine. That is my fellow Thick Chick on the Bricks. Thick so happy birthday to Miss Kiki today, Thick Chick on the Bricks. Okay, Thick Chick on the Bricks. Oh, that's like a song. It is, Kavana gonna make it. Thick on the Bricks, get thick on the Bricks. See, there we go. We all. Gonna be on it, Cabana. Just be ready for us to take it. I need, I need a rap verse on that one. I'm sorry. I'm responsible for choreography. Don't <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, we got you with choreography. Let's do it. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So this is what we're talking about today. Today's episode is called "Take Me to Church." So we wanted to. Um, have a conversation about what church meant to us, what, what it is, what is not, opinions of it, what has it become from maybe what you used to think that it was, and um, whether or not you're, can, you can still have faith, but not necessarily attend the facility of church. So um, a lot of cool things to discuss and unpack uh, today. So first things first is, Here's the first question. When's the last time you went to church? <laughs> Six years ago. I know the exact day I went to church. Six years ago, Kavana? As far as a physical building, I'm, 
um, to go to a service. I've been to church as far as, unfortunately, people's funerals okay, and weddings, but to go regularly attend, that would be about six years now. Six years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Keela, since you already know the exact date, date, time, place, location. It was 2006, and I was praying for release from the situation that I was in. I had felt something i had to go up you know to the pulpit and they prayed for me and about two weeks later i was released <laughs> i was gone from the situation that i was in but that was okay. definitely that was the last time i was there okay candace was the last time Ooh, uh probably the last time i went home Right, like 2017, I think, 2018. 17, 18, okay. Tyrone Gregory. Last time I went of my own free will was uh, over 20 some years ago. And then my wife made me go when I was stationed in Fort Knox. So that was like 2008, 2009. 2008, 2009. Yeah. Okay. Um, the last time that I really went, it was only to take my mother-in-law because she wanted to attend an American church. And I, I just took her to um, a church that most of my friends around here went to. And I mean, there was no real spiritual connection reason for me going. I just went because she wanted to go to an American church that was not a Catholic church. And so I took her to a, a, a different church so she could check out an American church. Um, but I kind of go on, I think I want to go the same lines that Gregory's, Tyrone Gregory said, is like going of my own free will where I wanted to go. If it didn't have anything to do with, you know, the, um, the fraternal order that I'm in, I want to say I didn't go to church because I, I didn't even want to then. But probably six, 16 years old was when I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't mean enough to me to keep going. But I was going for for other reasons, not because I wanted to go. I was going to say, now, I, I would say I did go. I was deployed in 2015, and I did go then, but it was only to be the drummer. Okay, okay. I wasn't going for any other reason. It was like, hey, I need a drummer can you help me, bro? And I was like, yeah, I'll play drums for you. So right. I was sitting right there and text on my phone and said, oh, music? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why haven't you gone? Why haven't you gone? What made you decide not to go as frequently as expected? Anybody can start that. I don't know. Hmm? I, I just didn't want to go no more. I, I got to a place where um, just started kind of doing some uh, soul searching on my own and just kind of uh, building with my family. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of came to, how can I put it? Um, not a consensus, but um, just in searching within ourselves, we just decided there was a, this was 
not something that we were going to continue to do. And we were just going to find a different route for us to be successful on our own and um, for us to ensure that we taught our children the values that we felt like they needed in order to be good human beings and to be um, progressive members of society without being, um, without making them feel like they should feel guilty for not doing something with one particular organization that wants so much from them or feeling like they're tied to something or that they can't achieve dreams or something that they feel like they want to do because someone else is holding them back, making them feel like, oh, well, this says that that's wrong, so you can't do it. And um, you you have to listen to what these other people are saying. No, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with our own consensus and um, y'all are gonna know how to treat people. You're gonna know how to treat your families. You're gonna know how to love on each other. And, um, you're, you're going to be great doing it. Okay. Next. Um, for me, it was the building fund. <laughs> the building fund. Okay. <laughs> yeah. the building fund. Okay, okay. No, I mean, but legit, it was the building fund. Um, <clears throat> I watched us have the building fund box and I watched people pay their tithes and offers. I'm watching people give just free will money, you know, and then I watch people put into this building fund. Then we get a new church. Why we still got building fund box over here? We got the building now. Why we need building fund when we got the building? Mm -hmm. And then at the new church, then all of a sudden the pastor stands up and he says in front of the congregation, he says, oh, thank you, church. Look at this new suit. He got like custom made tailored suits on and he's thanking the church for the suits. And he's thanking the church for his Mercedes and his and his wife's new Mercedes and the nice new house they got and all this. And I'm like, and I'm looking around. Now, mind you, I'm only like 11, 12. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, he got on custom suits and he's thanking everybody for him, but they don't have on custom suits. And and it's their money. Mm. Uh, oh, this is a business. I I don't, I don't, I don't really care for this anymore. I just stopped going. It was like, it was that easy for me. It's right. like, what are you really doing for the people? The people are doing it for you. You ain't doing nothing for the people. Right. I'm I have somebody in the comments. Denise says she hasn't been to church in one and a half years. And she said it's been a long time. She knows she has church in her heart. God knows her heart. But her heartbreak with the church was when she was really in crisis. They were not there. But they did, did still find the time to send her emails to send money. And that was her, that was her like forget it minute. Cause it's um yeah. Um my turn off, my turn off for the church, and again, I know it doesn't encompass everybody's church, and all churches aren't the same. I get it. Um, I used to have to be drug every Sunday to church with my Southern Baptist grandmama in Abilene, Texas. And I had I I was forced to get up forced to go every single Sunday. Once I got there, it was all right. It's just, I ain't want to go. I ain't want to wear a dress. I didn't want to do all the stuff that you got to do as a Southern Baptist grandchild to go to church. So my grandfather though, never would go with us. It was always my grandma and me and my brother. 
And so one time I asked my grandfather, and he was my best friend. He was one of my best friends. I asked him why he doesn't come to church with us. And he was like, because they don't want me there. And I was like, they don't want you there. But Papa, the Bible says this, and the Bible said all these things I had been taught in Bible school. You know, God loves everybody. They love everybody. And da 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 And he said, okay, I'll come with you. So my grandfather was retired military and was a uh, mechanic. His daily uniform was a white short sleeve button up shirt that usually had grease stains on it because he had been working. These cut off either, either jeans or cut off jean shorts that now are in because they're distressed. Uh, they're distressed and work boots. Okay, so I was like, well, Papa, aren't you gonna change? He was like, but didn't you say that they love everybody? They love everybody the same way and it just come as you are, right? Okay, well then let's go because you right, let's go. My Papa wore exactly that into the church with us. I'm proud, Bob, I got my Papa to come to church with me today, you know? The way these people side-eyed my grandfather. And I, I was, like I said, I was like 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. I felt it. Like, why do, why do I feel this discomfort? Why, what is happening? And people, it, they side-eyed the whole time. Now, my grandma, I'm like a cookie cut figure of her. So my grandma sitting up here like, I wish somebody would say something. You know what I mean? My grandmother was happy that he was there, but the reactions from other people, not comforting, not welcoming, not what they shoved down my throat in Bible school. And so I felt that this was hypocrisy, even at, as a teenager, I was like, nah, you should be a, I'm like, so if my grandfather comes in here and you treat him like this, how do you treat like if somebody homeless walks up in here and doesn't have the, the gear to the hat and the shoes and the purse, how would you treat that person? And at, at that point, I felt this is fake. This is not, the, the, I feel that I was like, the, what I'm being taught has some meaning, but this execution of what I'm seeing was not, it, it, it didn't feel good. And so I left the church for a long time. I want to say until I was in my mid to late 20s. I didn't go back for nothing. I still to this day don't go to funerals. That's a whole other conversation. But I'll go for a wedding, but don't want to be there. I'd, I've never felt comfortable there ever again, ever. So that's my story. That's why. Keela? Um, for me, I've always been um, adverse to authority. So <laughs> me and authority don't go together. I did used to go to church when I was younger, you know, did Bible study and all that stuff. Um, but for me, it was when I started to because um, I asked quite a lot of questions. And I think the when I started to understand that one, the Bible was written by a person, 
um, and not this divine thing that like came about. I thought that is what it was. Like, that's what I always believed that like something divine happened, a miracle happened for us to even have these words. <clears throat> and then I started to understand that, no, these were men who did this, who wrote this. <clears throat> and then these men actually translated it from another language. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I started to just think more and more. And then what King James, I was like, oh, okay. So this is population control. This is why there is, you know, the Bible. This is what they use it for. This is what they use religion for. And then like that really separated me because I was like, oh, this is man-made. This, mm -hmm. And why should I be listening mm -hmm. to you? Even though I still felt like, um, like I said, the last time I went to church, I did feel a moving of my soul, of my presence, you know what I'm saying, in that moment um, to go up to the pulpit. But that's when I started to realize I had a stronger connection with just existence and not necessarily uh, Christianity. It wasn't that it wasn't the Bible that I was drawn to. It wasn't what, you know, it wasn't white Jesus that I was drawn to. It was what I was feeling, what was happening inside of my body with the connection that I was happening, having with the universe um, and all the elements of the universe. Like I, that's what I'm getting close to. And I just, the more like the social construct of religion, um, the deeper that I have an understanding for that, the further away that I like that I get from that when I see that it's used to judge people to enslave people to put people down to create laws in this country um, to oppress people then um, there can't be anything good about that book nor that organization that is trying to push those um, those narratives and so yeah that's when I had to just back away from the church okay Cabana I'm being very careful. I'm being very quiet um, to listen, to learn. Um, but this subject out of any subject is more deep for me because I'm church. Mm -hmm. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Jehovah Witness, Seventh Percenter. My mother allowed me to find God. She didn't say, uh, you have to be this. I said, you know, I want to go to this church. And it was Seventh Day Adventist. So she let me go. Mm -hmm. I want to go to this church. And I went to Jehovah's Witness. She let me go. I went to Pentecostal. She let me go. But I was raised, you know, Pentecostal. And um, what made me leave church was not the one thing that people, I do need to share this. And because I am a gay male, I got called out in front of the church and called a, a warlock and a witch um, in front of a, a congregation. Um, I got a lot of things that went with the, the black sheep of some things, but I didn't leave church. Um, the reason I haven't been in six years, I've been grateful to the pandemic because I feel like the pandemic has done something to the church that was necessary. Um, I realized that faith and church are two different things. Mm -hmm. Church, um, unfortunately, and I'm only gonna speak on the black experience because I'm black. I didn't go to predominantly white church. Like I went to some when I was experiencing, you know, Bethel Temple in some places, but predominantly my walk has been in my community. And the one thing that I realized is that the rejected bullied the rejected. 
I feel like what I saw from church was all the things that we wanted to be that slavery didn't allow us to be, if that makes any sense. Especially in the uh, Pentecostal section, because it was big hats, high heels, fancy jewelry, dope suits, Stacey Adams. It was big tents. It was a very showy presentation of things, mm -hmm. but it made you feel like you were somebody in 723 Taylor Avenue, Newport News, the ghetto at the very bottom where my grandma was. Mm -hmm. So as I got, you know, get older, I realized my mom taught me relationship with faith, meaning knowing that there is spirit and there are things that you have to, if that's you, you believe it. And just like Keila said, there are stories that are written just like the stories that we will write. Just they're no different, they're experiences. And because of those experiences, you have to find the balance of truth. So when I made the choice, I didn't make a choice because I really do miss going to a place where people do believe where I believe. And that's anybody, just like if you were in uh, any clique, club, fraternity, sorority, even when you go to with your girlfriends and you're out, you go with girls that y'all share that kind of whatever mentality so you can have a good time. Mm -hmm. But when money is involved and it's a business, I, I think my realization for me to leave was all things that are meant, quote, kind of for good, when money comes involved, it actually pollutes what it's for. Right. Church, cops, all these different things should never necessarily be driven by money. And because they are driven by money and we build things and all this kind of stuff, instead of, you know, the government taking care of and doing all these kind of things that we need, even for the homeless and stuff like that, it causes a pollution. And so what I started to see was no matter how much, oh guys, forgive me if I get Terry, um, no matter how, to, how much I want to be with people that are of my faith, I felt like I was around people that were in quicksand. Because if I didn't catch it until now, how many other people don't catch it? Because people get very passionate about church instead of faith. Yes. They get very passionate about the events instead of faith. They get very passionate about titles and position and what needs to be handled. And so, so many innocent souls get lost because they're looking at the battle of things instead of the love of, you know, faith and whatever you believe for you. So I decided just to step back, take a moment and take a beat. And then I got an aha, you know, it's something that Candace said that I am the church. We are the church. We represent our own beliefs and our faiths. And you, it, it's, a, it's a touchy subject because of that rhetoric. But when we remove the rhetoric and we get to the bare bones of stuff, there is definitely something bigger and deeper than us. And sometimes I feel like it's inside out. Like we have a greater power within us that is like God. 
but then I feel like there is a greater power than us. I, I've never been one that's fully hocus pocus. I use some common sense, just like I believe that there's aliens on outer space because you can't think that there's people just here and nobody out there. I believe that there's something bigger than you and me. And right. um, because of that, I think that I found myself in a, a greater position to help people. But I do, I will be honest, I, I do miss the element of fellowship, but it's very dangerous to do fellowship with people that only get into people and things instead of what is important. Because, you know, I've seen so many people that were broke, homeless. I've seen abused women come to church and get turned away because they, they are so in their role that they don't know how to come out of it. So I, I'm saying it very carefully because I want people to understand I'm talking about church. I'm not talking about faith. I'm just talking about the business, the organization. The establishment. The establishment, not, not, not the faith. And I think that's really important for me to say today because sometimes that, that's not said. And then arguments happen because people are arguing over their faith and we're really arguing over the injustices, injustices that are done in church. Yeah. yeah. I hope I said that right. I hope I, you know. You did, you did. and you, reveal, you revealed a lot. You got a lot of people in the comments that were saying like, the, um, uh, hold on, let me go back. So my, uh, Denise said, yeah, I grew up uh, Pentecost and they are so judgmental. They say, come as you are, but oh, not there. No long pants, no uh, long skirts. Know this, know that everything is demonic. Thankfully, I didn't let it taint my walk. I just switched churches. Um, somebody else, get another head nod to Pentecost Church. Uh, my mom says, thank you, Kay, amen. Uh, the Pentecost Church turned their back because I chose to divorce. According to them, I didn't pray enough. And it's funny, Denise, that you would say that because I have a friend of mine. She's not, she wasn't, she's not Pentecost, but she was Jehovah Witness. And her her church still had her back, but they I think in 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 uh, Jehovah Witness somebody has to okay the divorce in order for you to divorce, and so the only way she could get the okay was to choose to prove he was unfaithful. And, and that's in the process too, right? And she had to prove that he was unfaithful. And then they okayed the divorce. Um, yeah, yeah uh, yes. not inclusive of a building. And then I do, uh, and then somebody else, uh, uh, Miss uh, Trish out there watching, uh, she <laughs> gave the head nod to the um, chain, uh, the translation piece. And I, I actually agree with that, Keila, with the translation piece of the Bible. So one of the best classes that I had ever taken in my entire college career was world religions. And I think that, I think that that is a class that anyone and everyone should take. Just take it, not because it's not coming from a place of, ooh, I'm right and they wrong. I'm right, but they wrong. It's not like, it's like, look, this is what everybody across the world believes. They believe, this is what the Buddhists believe. This is what Hindus believe. This is what Catholicism is. This is what they, it's telling you, these are what they are. 
And then I feel at that point, you can make a, 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 a not an educated guess, a educated decision if you are interested in one to go for, or like some people do, take bits and pieces from each and do what works for you. You know what I mean? If I believe one thing over here, but I like the way that, you know, the Zen of Buddhism and I like that, you should be able to do all, do what you want. Just follow, to me, the same rules are pretty much that the commandments are the same across the board. Just don't kill nobody. Don't sleep with this man's wife. Just don't do, you know what I mean? Across the board, they generally all say the same, you know, but I understand that there are differences. Just give somebody the choice to choose what they want or nothing at all, but don't judge either way if they do or they don't choose what you choose. That's what I think a lot of people have, um, well, that's one thing that I think a lot of people have forgotten is, one, that's one of the main reasons why America is America because they were tired of the monarchy. They wanted the, their own choice to figure out whatever religion that they wanted to be a part of. They wanted to be able to be like, okay, eh, I don't wanna do that religion. I wanna do this one over here. That's one of the main reasons why they came across and we decided it was like, you know what? We're gonna let you have your king and your queen. Y'all stay over there. We're gonna do something different on this side. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people have forgotten. And, and, and from that point to this, um, so many things have changed in religion. So many things have changed as far as people's spirituality is concerned. And I think, I, I, I can't remember who I've heard say it, but I've heard it several times where a lot of people will say like, you know, give me Jesus, but keep your church. And it, it's like, Okay, I, I want to keep the faith aspect. I want to keep the religion, the religious aspect of my spirituality. I know that there's a higher power. I know there's something working for the good of me. And I know that, you know, if I put good out, good will come back to me. You know, if I know that, you know, karma is real. If I'm doing bad stuff and this, I'm putting it out there in the universe, that shit's going to come back around and it's going to come back to me. So what a lot of people are they blur the lines with how Cabana was saying was they are looking at it as, oh, well, if you swear off against church, then you don't love Jesus anymore and you're the devil. No, that is not what we're saying here. And that's not what a lot of people are feeling when they are literally having like a battle within themselves of trying to figure out who they are. And, you know, what is that higher power that's out there that, you know, is, um, contributing to a, a lot of the things that are going on in our all in all of our lives um in trying to trying to determine it's like okay i know that i need to honor my mom and my dad it doesn't matter what religion you're in you're like okay you're supposed to take care of your folks you're supposed to treat them right don't talk to them crazy stuff like that shut up mom no we're, we're not doing it um and then you know uh like you said don't sleep with that man's wife, you know, stop killing people and no, you're not supposed to steal. Like some religions, they'll cut your hand off if you get caught stealing. Okay. Some may not want to go that far, but, and others, you know, okay. It, it's like Dizzy was saying, trying to figure out, okay, if there's little pieces of this religion that I like and, and, and that fits my soul and there's little pieces of this one over here. And, and I feel like that is a, a good 
notion that I can, you know, kind of put back into the universe or I can put back out into the world, then okay, I can do that. I, I shouldn't have to feel like I'm going to be shunned if, you know, okay, look, I had a hard night, the power went out, I, I couldn't, you know, get a hot shower and, but I still wanted to come to church and yes, my clothes are wrinkled, but hey, I'm right. here. Right. Right. You walk into church with some wrinkled clothes on and, and yesterday's shoes and they're going to the churches that we that we have experienced, because I, I don't want to make it seem like we saying all churches are like that. And that's not the case in our experiences at the churches that we went to. But you can see how that experience can turn you off. And like I said, it didn't say I didn't go ever again to anything. But that was the turnoff that 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 glow that I used to have about the church, even though I was drugged by my grandma. The glow that I had was gone after that. Go ahead, Keila. You you got look. I'm seeing sentences and paragraphs on your face. So I think that we get, we misunderstand that church is a birthright of ours. That this is something that we are supposed to do. Like this isn't. You're not born already mm -hmm. supposed to be a part of a religion. That's not how that works. It's been passed down. You know, the religion was was here before governments were here. So having beliefs in something to be able to, for a leader to lead someone and for a group of people to, uh, you know, be around each other and believe in something when things just seem so chaotic because none of us know how we got here. Mm -hmm. None of us understand what, existence is really really is and so no christianity um that's for them they have their rules if you want to be a christian then you need to follow them catholicism they are that's their rules hinduism that's their rules and being um a muslim that's their rules it's like it's being a part of a club it is it's not that you can take from each religion and then apply it to your life you can and that can be your own religion. That's actually how religions then started, you know, um, going off into their own lanes and becoming their own faiths. But mm -hmm. in my eyes, you have to respect that organization as th these are the rules that we set forth and either you abide by them or you don't. And it's okay if you don't, but it's not, it's not for us to have to um, assimilate to that we can just be human beings and be good people without the the laws and the tenets of the ten commandments and whatever religion sets forth that is a a, a lie that we have been told so that we can follow along and and live in some type of order but religion doesn't like they are their own organization we don't have to abide by any of it if we don't want to and we can't take from it and say that we are Christian, but I'm only gonna do a couple of these things. I'm not gonna do this. No, if you are a Christian, then you have like, these are your Christian values. This is what the Christian faith believes. And they are not wrong for that. If you want to be a part of that, then you need to abide by that. And you can't complain about that because that is the group, the organization, the membership that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And so I disagree that um, the rules that religions have come up with is what a civilian like me have to abide by. I don't have to do that. It's bad enough that I already have to live by the laws that certain people have made to govern my life. I refuse to let a religion also govern my life according to how they feel like I should live it. Mm -hmm. And so if I ever had a child, that child would, would just come about. They wouldn't, 
be indoctrinated into a religion already into a this is what you're supposed to believe this is what the bible says or this is what the quran says or whatever because i'm not a member of those organizations and right. so i live by how i feel and and what i believe is that everything is already predestined like we hear you did none of us has to be here nobody has to be on this planet we just came like we were just here we were just born and so i just don't believe that if you if you are a part if you're not a part of a certain religion that i have to take from that religion to govern like it has to govern my life any part of it thou shall not you know um thou shall honor their mother and father and so i don't need to do that if i don't want to if my parents don't respect me i don't respect them mm -hmm that like, I'm not going to hell, you know, whatever this place you call hell is, that doesn't exist to me in my mind, this place that you call heaven that doesn't exist to me in my it, for me. Now, if that's what it, it exists for you, I 100% respect anybody's membership, church, cult, organization, belief system, that's what you do. But it doesn't have to then govern my life. This is why I want it. So like separate, it's supposed to be a separation of church and state but it's not True. and candace i do have to disagree a little bit on the um like how the like why the people wanted to leave england i i don't think it was necessarily the religious aspect because we america does consider themselves a christian country and this is why they have so much so many problems with muslims they didn't want to be governed by the king they wanted to be able to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do but not necessarily in a religious aspect no we this is still going to be a christian country you're still gonna say God is this way. You're still gonna say Jesus is this way. And Muslims, y'all are getting a little too close. And now we're gonna like make a, a example out of you. You will not come in here and try to change this country. This is what America thinks. So I, I do believe that America believes that it is a Christian country. It yeah. just didn't wanna have anything to do with the king, the queen and all that stuff. I get with that. All right, so Lance has a, a good comment here. He says, with so many different religions, people who are raised in a church are actually developing the habit of judging people based off people's beliefs, not everyone. But I've seen this so many times bouncing back and forth in different churches to learn about more re other religions. I believe in a higher power, but I'm not gonna tolerate people Bible thumping me or degrading me based off of my beliefs. And I will not judge people based off their release, beliefs, excuse me. It's called respect. Everyone should just have respect for regardless of their beliefs. Uh, Denise, uh, uh, a little earlier said, yeah, look how, look how they are doing Kirk Franklin right now. His son is a grown ass man and was disrespectful. But yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying uh, as far as subscribing to one religion or another religion or what have you. And I mean, I don't find difficulty. I mean, I don't claim anything. I don't claim anything. I, I, I have faith that there's a power that is higher than myself, but whatever you want to call it, I don't care if you call it God, if it's Jesus, if it's the Trinity, if it's Shiva, Buddha, whatever. That was, you know, that was, it ended up being the paper that I wrote for the end of that class. I'm like the fundamental teachings across the board are pretty much basically the same. It's just people are so hung up on was he or was he not the son of God? Was it was are you are you not supposed to eat pork? Are you are you not supposed to worship a cow? I mean, across the board, the fundamentals are just about the same. So why is it such a 
Why is it so difficult for some, why, is it, why does it seem so difficult for some religious people to not be able to embrace another religious group? Because they're taught that they're right. They're taught that they, their way is the way and the only way. And if you think something else, if you, then you are wrong and you're going to hell. That's it, superiority. That's what you said, blind leading the blind. People, people get so wrapped up in it that they don't even research them for themselves. They just listen to the person standing at the top of that pulpit, and then they say, "Yep, you're right." And they don't even research anything. They don't, they don't understand anything. They just that's what the preacher said. That's what they said. That's what the bishop said. That's that's what they said. So that's right. Mm. So I, I, your Bible I, says. I can read the words he said out this book, so it must be true. Uh, no, motherfucker, it's not. And, and then if you read in those same 66 books over and over again, like, okay, how many different ways are we going to interpret this? I totally get it. You think he died on the cross and he got up three days later. Okay, we're going to celebrate Easter. All, all of that. I, I got it. Every Easter, they're preaching the same sermon. It don't matter what church you go to, <laughs> damn, they're preaching the same sermon. Um, and I, I it's kind of hard to try and figure out like, okay, which parts of this am I supposed to, you know, kind of assimilate to my own life and and make this seem like okay this is what I'm supposed to do all the time and make sure I don't veer off this path in doing your own soul searching that's when you try and figure out like okay this is all a learning process none of us know what the hell we're doing <laughs> we're all just here trying to figure this thing out and in the midst of doing that you respect your neighbors you you take care of your kids you you look out for your parents you know, you you are kind to your friends and you do good to them and they're doing good to you. you. You're being a good human being to people around you. Like that's what we're expecting of everyone. Show respect, kindness, um, co compassion. The, these are things that, you know, these are values that we would expect everyone to kind of allow that to trickle down to their kids and their kids and things like that. But you'll have folks, some people that are in some churches will be like, okay, well, this is the way. And if you're not following it, then, then you're wrong. And, and you're for the devil and, and we can't have you here like that. Uh, no, that's not how this is supposed to go in my mind. Right. Um, I can't remember what I was reading. It was years ago. Um, but essentially they, uh, there were, I can't remember if it, it was the blue, I think it was the blues was the, the music that had, had kind of taken off. And um, there were a lot of people that were black people that were going to these juke joints that were, you know, in, loving the blues and they were hanging out all times of nights and then they couldn't get up for work I mean for for church the next morning because everybody was hanging out Friday Saturday night and then didn't want to get up and go to church the next morning so essentially they 
the church was trying to get more women to come back into the church. So they were make it seem as if, well, if you're listening to that jazz music or that blues music or that type of um, music that, that they were playing in those types of clubs, that's the devil. And that's keeping you from coming to church on Sundays. That's keeping you from bringing your money to church on Sundays because you blowing it all in the club, drinking moonshine and everything else that they're doing in the clubs. So right. that is what caused the split between women and children coming to church and the men not coming to church because the men were still going to go out. And then you would have some women or the ladies of the night that were hanging out and having a good time who weren't getting up and coming to church in the morning. And so that's where you had so many men who were staying home and weren't going to church because it was like, okay, you want me to come to church and you want, you say that I want, I'm going to have a good time here, but you're telling me I can't have a good time doing anything else or enjoying myself doing anything. Like I don't have to drink to get drunk, but I can have one, maybe two and enjoy myself with my friends or people I haven't seen all week because we all been at work. We all got families. We all got other shit going on. And right. I should still be able to go out and enjoy myself and, and have a good time with my friends, with my family and meet new people in the mix of also coming to church if that's what I choose to do. But you can't make me or shun me or, or make a person feel like they're less than if they don't come to church every Sunday, if they don't bring their money to the church every Sunday, if they... Mm -hmm. They will literally, I, I've seen at some churches, well, they will look at you crazy if you don't put something in the collection plate every week. I got I got one better for you. I this disagree. Church in Norfolk, right across the bridge from us, when you go to their church, you are required to bring a pay stub so they can calculate your ties. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. Are you also going to do a credit I mean, I didn't go to the church. I've heard about it, looked at, went in, and I went in, I like went online and checked. There's a whole application. Since when do you have to fill out an application to come to church and then bring the LES? Again, establishment institution versus. Creflo Dollar had an ATM in his church. Yep. Creflo Dollar in Atlanta to make sure, okay, oh, you, you didn't bring your checkbook? You. Go to the ATM out there so you can pay your tithes. I'm sorry. If I make $2,000 a month, that's all I make to make my household stretch until the next time I get paid, which is which could be next month or the next two weeks. But if I make $2,000 a month, okay, you want 10% off the top. The government done took their money first. So I'm already down to maybe $1,800. Maybe, depending on what state you're in and whatever else you got going on with dental and, and medical and all your taxes and Social Security and Medicaid and all of that. So you already working at a minimum. You Like you already don't have your full 2000 And then I got mortgage. I got my, uh, my car note. I got car insurance. I got my house insurance. I got electricity. I got water bill. My kids got to eat food. So I need to go to the grocery store. I got to put gas in my car. So I get back and forth to work. Like these are all things that people already have to pay. And then you expect me and you're looking at me crazy if I don't bring you that $200 every time because you want yours off the top. Yeah. Look, this is don't belong to this religion don't come to this church those are their rules like we can't expect church to bend to civilians civilians have to bend to the church 
But this is the thing. This is the one thing, you know, just just taking in and everything. And I'm reading with Trish Jackson. I was getting ready to do that. And I'm definitely loving what she's saying. But I'm, you know, for me, it's so important for people to really, since this is this moment, to understand that um, these churches, the word is power and it's people. When you give people power, in things that is supposed to be for humankind, it's dangerous. You cannot give people that kind of power. You know, beyond you know what I've learned from Keela and even all the black things that I've learned, meaning my culture, it's much deeper than that when it comes to, I look at things the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities in dark places. You have to be the sifter in your life and divide the word of truth from any person that comes in your life. Whether they're telling you a full-on truth or a full-on lie, you have to sift it. And what I'm realized growing up and seeing from uh, uh, Tammy Faye Baker to uh, Benny Hinn, I've seen so many leaders and I've seen a lot of leaders fall, but they fall because not just accountability, because I feel like it's supposed to be only a season. And when people are kings and queens of something, they don't want to come down off of their throne. You know, we give politics, you know, a president every four years. We don't do it for anything else. Why do we do that? We do that because maybe the person may not be a good fit in the next four years. He may be corrupt in the next four years or she may be corrupt in the next four years. And a lot of times I really understand now that things that to me, this is my personal opinion, that are supposed to be free, no charge. When it comes to church, especially, and pastors and men and women that feed the flock. Because I understand the other side of the, ne of the negative of a person that is a shepherd and beat down or a motivational speaker. Anybody in leadership, no matter how much we see them, there's two things that's happened. They're gonna fall and they're gonna rise. They're gonna fall and they're gonna rise. And a lot of times, every time they fall, they lose something when they come back up to rise, which is called integrity. You lose the thing that motivated you first to even give the good and positive things that you are supposed to do. The church is corrupt in the sense because it forces men and women and civilians to do something that they shouldn't do. You shouldn't have to pay. Even though buildings have to have lights and all stuff, we think about the government funds. And I think about all this because of some of the things that Dizzy Keeler, all y'all brought up about the money that circulates in this country. So therefore, we got all this money. Why is this money not funneled in a way that is going to provide that these people that provide a surface for either you mentally, physically, emotionally are taken care of and they're good. It doesn't mean that they're becoming rich and famous because a lot of times these supernova pastors that have the separate account is because they build and become, you know, motivational speakers and authors with their books and they have all these different accounts. So all of that gets blurred to me, once again, to me. When you decide that you are gonna become a motivational speaker outside of a pastor, when you're gonna sell books outside of a pastor, then it's time for you to move on. Because what happens is power comes, superstar status comes. There's things that come with people looking at you as an iconic fixture. And if you're in a position of servitude, it is very dangerous 
to anyone that's giving, quote, help. They compromise their integrity every single time. And I think that is very important because that ATM in their church, that's there because they compromise their integrity. Those offerings that are there. I was in a church that they had four offerings, four every Sunday. And I went to three services. I was church laying on the bench with my grandma, that kind of church. But what happens is money, money, money. You keep putting this, this thing up here. Money is the root of all evil. People are like, uh, why are you being like that? Come on. I'm being like that because it's truth. It's not about spirit, show, quote, like churchy stuff. It's like money does two things. Somebody told me I had an opportunity to meet uh, a person that uh, is um, well uh, in the industry. Um, and he gave me two nuggets. I don't know, is that me? Do you hear me talking back? Is it echo? Okay, um, he's well in the industry and he said, he said money will lead you if you don't know how to respect it. Oh yeah. Money will not stay with you if you don't know what its purpose is for. If you look around and you see some people that have all this money is they know what the money is used for. A lot of times we look at these positions in these churches and these people are not doing the purpose of their position, which is to guide and help people's soul salvation, which is guide and help people. Okay, that is somebody saying. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Hold on for a second. Soul salvation, can y'all hear me, I'm good? Okay, soul salvation. When I say soul salvation, meaning like your mental space, your mental cavity. So I, in the midst of all the, the, the things that are going on in this conversation, I just want people to understand is I have been lear learning about the corruption that has happened in my black community because of the place that I live in that was built on making us slaves and taking, us, uh, taking things from us. They then in turn, and I'm giving you an aha right here, Gospel music is not church. Gospel music came from the suffering of mothers and fathers singing from their souls because they had to find a way through their pain and their suffering. Precious Lord came from a slave. It didn't come out just a church. And so then what happens is the industry of the church takes on gospel music because I know some people that only go to church for the choir. They only go to church to hear somebody sing. They don't go to church for the word. They go to church. Sometimes you can get the word. No, but catch me. Hold on. Let me let me finish. You can get the word by listening to it, a song on gospel right off your TV. The church is there for you to hear a word. And even though you may come to hear music, some people literally go because of musicians. And catch this. If the musicians are not saved, catch it, don't, don't think I'm tripping. Keila said this, how are you going to hire somebody that is a musician that don't believe like you do? So then they're not invested. They're not giving you anything. I've seen musicians fall asleep. I've seen musicians texting on their phones. I've seen musicians do everything but listen to the word because it's a check. So intention. If you take out things that would cause people to lose their integrity, then people will get back to their purpose. But when you glorify a position of servitude that should not be Beyonce, like a pastor should not be feeling like Beyonce. 
Like, I shouldn't feel like I'm going on a tour to see a man or woman or God. But that is what it's become because like Tyrone said, the blind leading the blind, people being rejected, there it's like almost like we're building another clique because we couldn't fit into the other one. I have so, to in, like I have to interject. I know, but I'm not done. I'm so sorry, but yeah. I've been trying to wait because this for me is when I listen to a lot of people, they go for a lot of things in this in these kind of conversations that I don't hear what I'm saying. A lot of times we're talking about religion and all this kind of stuff, but we're not talking about the root of some things. And I get, Keela, you telling me about where we came from and all this other stuff, but those people that are in these positions, a lot of times they're not doing it with integrity. They're doing it because it's a check or they're doing it because they want to fit in. They're doing it because it makes them feel good. This is what I have seen all of my days in every form of the area of the church, not the Bible, not just the word, just people being consumed with a status that should not exist. And because it exists, it forces people to compromise their truth. And you can say, well, that's who they were already. Yeah, but sometimes if you put $100,000 in front of somebody, even if they're a good person, they still tempted. So I'm just pushing that forward because I feel like it's really important because I think that part kind of gets missing and we keep talking about church and religion, but it's really the people that run this thing. The people have to make the decision. And like she said about civilians, we still have a right because you're supposed to be serving the people as the people are serving you. We're supposed to be helping each other and serving is wrong. That's the wrong word I want to use. We're supposed to be just building this bridge together and we're, working and going to people of leadership that we trust that have our best interest at heart. But a lot of times they fail because then their interest gets compromised because they got to pay the building. They got to do this and they got the usher board and they got the deacon board and they got all these people putting their hands in the pot for other reasons than a word. Whether, you know, people believe in the word or not, but you know what I'm saying? The church is supposed to be giving a word. And I feel like that word has been compromised, prostituted, diluted, and even to the point rejected for self-gain. And that's scary because you have a lot of people that are gonna be lost. Even if we do come to the aha that this is man-made, it's still scary to see so many people that are trusting in something that can be so dangerously dangerous. Keelan, um, Dizzy. I think that what we are missing and and when you go to the ground level, I do not agree that religion is for mankind. Like that's not, church is not for mankind. It is, they, it is for themselves. Like, like I was saying earlier, religion was here before even governments were here. It's not something that is meant for everybody. And so when people who don't believe the way that a particular religion believes try to then change that religion, I think that's wrong. Why are you trying to go inside of an organization where they already have their rules set up from the beginning to then say that, okay, well, I don't agree with this. Why are you trying to judge me like this? Why are you trying to make me dress like this? Why are you trying to make, if you want to be a part of this, this is what you have to do. Hmm. If you don't agree, then stay back, stay out of our face. So I, you know, it's, not, it's not for everybody. We have to take a step back that just because 
and I'm just going to stick with Christianity, just because Christianity is the second largest or maybe even the third, but one of the top three um, religions in the world does not make it right, does not make it any less of a cult. It's the same as if 10 people were crowded together or if 900 million people are, you know, aligned with how they think, it's still that, like that organization still belongs to itself. It does not belong to mankind. And so I think that's where, where we are, where our conversation is, um, it's kind of veering off. It's like, first of all, it wasn't even meant for black people. Like it was meant to colonize. These religions were colonizing. They were, it was the first colonizer. And so what we are receiving now in 2021 is just a translation, a translation, a history, a tradition passed down, passed down to where we are born in thinking that it belongs to us and that religion is supposed to operate in a certain way. And these pastors are supposed to operate in a certain way according to how we feel and how we wanna live our lives. But we don't own it. We, don't, we aren't even at the meetings every day where you know, they're discussing how are we gonna teach our church today, how like the global, uh, organization of Christianity. I'm not even talking about the the regional or the local organization of your church, your specific church. I'm talking about the global organization of Christianity and the money that that makes, the people who own that. It is a, what is it, 501c, whatever the nonprofit is, you know, the, the, the benefits that it gets from being a religion, from being classified as a religion, it is a money maker. So I, that, that's why I say that civilians, if you don't agree with it, don't be a part of it and definitely don't think that you can change it. And it's not up to you. Like you just then wow. live your own life. You, wow. can't say, you can't say that, okay, um, like Dizzy was saying with her dad, I mean, her grandfather, he, did, he knew that that particular church was a church that didn't allow him to dress how he wanted to dress. And so instead of trying to complain and change that church, because those are their rules, he decided not to be a part of it. If, if um, who was saying what you said that you went to a church that had four tithes or four offerings, it's not up to you to say how many offerings they take. It's not up to you to complain about it, to be upset about it. You just can't be a part of that church. It's a membership, it's a group, it's an organization and you have to abide by their rules. That language that you just gave, which is great, you said membership, that's not being said. And I don't believe that we cannot change it because if that's the case, then why- change it? Why am I trying to change it? You know what I'm saying is like, what you just said is wisdom. Meaning like the, the language of saying a membership, most people like will fight you and be like, church is not a membership. But this is what I'm saying. We are getting to a place of wisdom because if that's the case, then why would we, we wouldn't do anything for Black Lives Matter. We wouldn't speak up for Black folks. You know what I'm saying? Because it's definitely a lot of people that are never going to change as being racist, but we have to step up and we have to step in. And I feel like politics, sexuality, and religion are the three most dangerous subjects because they are run by organizations and things and so when you said membership I was like that's a perfect word to say it and I'm glad she's saying it out loud because a lot of times that is something that needs to be you know how they say cancel culture and we want to take this down and we want to take that down we can take down all these other things but we don't come together to take down the something for good and I see it all the time is we'll say something like we cannot do it but in other words we really can 
We just have to have a different amount of numbers and different amount of people that are ready to do it. Not everybody's made to make a change, but there are people out there that can make that change because change is necessary. Why do I want to change I feel like you want to change religion because I feel like when I say the word religion, you if we're going to church, all of us are going to church. Say all of us are going to church. How is that church existing? What do you mean? Like how's it being ran? Who right, is it? Now, right now, the pandemic, for example, most churches, a lot of them are truly struggling because they're trying to figure out how to exist. Because in real life, churches cannot exist without the people. Because right. if it wasn't the truth, if that wasn't the, the case, then they would keep on doing what they're doing and they'll never ask for any tithe, any offering, nothing. Once again, just like the power of numbers, and we talk about, and I relate it because I'm learning about the black community. If we didn't have power, then when we pull out of certain things, why do they change? Because we do have power. So therefore, I feel like when it comes to this subject, it's no different than that. I, I do know that it's a bigger, it's a big monster. It's something huge, but at the same time, they need us. And, and the crazy thing, I shouldn't even have to say it like that. I agree with you, Killer. Like, I'm not disagreeing. Like you said, it's a membership. If you don't want to be in it, great. But when did church become a membership that we, no, that, that we should accept it? I, I have a question. I got a question. I'm sorry. For both, it's actually on means of both of you. Okay. So, I understand and comprehend everything that you are saying, Cabana. Mm -hmm. But I also understand and comprehend what Keela is saying as well. Mm -hmm. Because my understanding later on after deciding to understand more of, from the Bible what church is supposed to be versus what it is in the United States of America right now it is no longer the same. So in the Bible, the church in the Christian use, I'm just using Christianity because that's what we've been using. The word means the Lord's or assembly or all those who have been called out by God and joined together, assembled in his family, the body of Christ. Nowhere does it say it has to be a goddamn building. Nowhere. Church is, is not the establishment. It is not Bethel Temple. It is not First New Light Baptist, the third of the whatever. All these names that we have. That is not church. That is the business that Keela is saying. Those are the businesses what is supposed to be going on inside of those businesses is the church that you speak of. So I think you, what, what she's, I think what she's trying to say, because this is the way I'm hearing it, is yes, if this establishment, if you don't like the four tides of this establishment, don't go to this establishment. Go to this one that does too, if that suits you. Go to this one. If it gives you the fellowship, the word, and everything that it is you want, then go to the establishment that gives you what you're, what, what you're wanting. Instead of trying to change something that's already established that doesn't belong to you in the first place. 
like you said, there's a difference between faith and church. You have faith. You want to fellowship and speak about the word around people who have the same um, faith or belief as you do, which means you, me, Candace and Keela can do exactly what we're doing right now and be having church without an establishment. I'm not going to pass you a plate. I'm, a pack I'm not going to pass you a bowl. I'm not going to ask you for a building fund. I'm not going to ask you for that. And then on top of that, all five of us can go out into the community and do work that you want us to do with you. So why spend your energy? And I think this is bringing the two of your, your, your ideals together. Why spend the energy to fight this establishment that is a business and it's being run you said you in your eyes it's being run incorrectly don't go to it do exactly what cabana wants to do if you want to create or have the church of kb which i believe you show oh, the church of kb and you like look these are this is what i want my church to be People would come because I feel that there are other folks out here who are looking for something pure, such as what you're, you are looking for. Because look at it. I'm looking for it because I've been turned off by the very establishment that you're saying is wrong. And all the reasons you're listing is wrong. I was looking for it. It turned me away. Greg was looking for it. It turned him away. Candace walked away. If something wasn't being fed to her for what she needed. So that means there's more. Look, that's three members that would attend right now if KB had the KB's church, the church of KB, excuse me. If we, we would attend because you have already stated, I, this other, this crap, I don't play this game. I'm about faith. So let's do it. That I think that's the happy medium, almost what bo both of you were saying. All that corruption is real. I, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. And, and Keela's simple answer is, then don't go. That's their rule, which she's right. If I don't like Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A and say, make me a burger. I'm mad you don't give me burgers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keela has a Burger King. Go to McDonald's mm -hmm. or create cookout. I want chicken and I want burgers. I'm creating cookout. Bet. And that's why cookout's line be all the way down Mercury Boulevard. Mm. We also have to remember 100%, 100%. And we also have to understand that American Christianity was used on our enslaved ancestors. The colonizers used it on our enslaved ancestors. And yet, and still, they held on to it and passed it down and passed it down to where now your your family was able to pass it down to you that still comes from enslavement which it's is weird and christianity still was upholding racism and the enslavement of black people so i don't want to listen to shit they have to say shit because the church has not atoned for that the government has not atoned for that. 
So no, you cannot teach me anything at this moment. Y'all do what you want to do over there. But I don't believe that Christianity in America, the way that it's that it sits at the moment is for black people. Faith so is have, different. So I have a question because this is, you know, really good, of course. Um, my question, because of who I am, I wouldn't say the Church of KB, just Church of Faith. Um, but KB's church. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I look, you know, just like today, before I came here, I saw a woman that had a suitcase full of clothes, definitely was homeless, backpack. And I was like, God knows, I wish there was a place for her to go and a place for her to be encouraged. I don't care about her situation. I just know she's in the street and she, you can tell she's been there for months, face, everything. My question is, and, and my concern always is this, because Keela always brings this out of me, is, well, I've been on the privately, I've been doing like a detached fast. Mm. I have detached from church, religion, faith, all of that to get back to it. So I can make sure it is who I am completely. Because when you're in this matrix and you get in here, all this information, it becomes very scary. Yes, it is. Very dangerous to your mental state of being because it's everything that you grew up with, what you leaned upon, what you trusted. Yes. And so for me is, for someone that is hearing this right now, that's taking this, you know I'm the balance, that's taking this in, what do we say from this? Because even though you gave me great, you, Keela, I, I received the amen, praise God. Goop, boop, boop. Yeah, I've got it. Um, for the people that are like, wait a minute, hold up. Now I feel like my whole bowl of food is on the table. I never like leaving people with a mess. I think you can clean up your mess if you created it. But if I pour off the table and create a mess for you, I feel like it's my responsibility personally to give you some tools to understand. And so one of the key things that you said, Keela, which what got me is like, okay, we are in a place that we are feeding off of the religion that has been taught to us from slaves. You, i.e., don't want to hear nothing from this because this is not our truth. Where do we go for truth? Ooh. So that is definitely, I mean, y'all have kind of seen the path that I've been on as I um, has, have been finding truth. But I think at the, at the foundation of it, that's what you have to seek is truth, your own truth. Like I told you guys, I am like researching what my last name is, um, where it came from, who is its original owner that then branded my people to where now I am still branded, you know what I'm saying, with the name of somebody who enslaved Black people. I have to deal with that. I have to sit with, I, I say you sit with the truth of it, of history, and not with the stories that were told to us. Just like a child understood, like realizing, you know, being their parents lying to them about Santa Claus, and then one day they realize that Santa Claus isn't real. That child has to go through something inside of themselves to understand that okay it's not that my parent was trying to you know do anything bad to me it was this story that they were telling they were they had good intentions and stuff like that but now I have to settle with okay what is reality they I ask them for presents they go to the store and they buy the presents for me and then they put them under the tree that's how I get gifts finding solace in reality is one of the ways that you disconnect yourself from the matrix 
is the way that you disconnect yourself from the stories, the indoctrination that happens to Americans and especially to black Americans. So like you said, all the amens, hallelujahs, you know, the, the way that you express that has all, that has been taught to you. It, that didn't happen naturally. And so now you have to examine all the things that have been taught to you. Where did this really come from? Why do I say it like this? Why do I say these prayers? And like sit with that and see what, what comes about. But I say you just get closer to yourself and the truth and what you really feel is real because the universe is moving already. Like your life is happening already, regardless of what religion you believe in regardless of what God that you were taught about, it's already happening. And so you just have to sit with the truth and accept, find acceptance and be like, well, this is what it is because it's better to live in truth than it is to live in ignorance. It's, I'm not going to say it's happier though. I'm not a happier person. Mm -hmm. Much happier than the, like as the more ignorant I was, the happier that I was just doing stuff. Cause I, I went to church too, when I was younger, got on the bus, went to Bible study, did all of that. I was happy in that. I was happy in praying the way that I was uh, all day, every day in everything. Like it was in all of my life. But again, there wasn't a connection. It was just traditions that somebody taught me that I was taught. And the more that I understood what it really mean, who the people who are really in charge, the fact that it is a business, the fact that a person really did write these things, the better I am, uh, the closer I can get to whoever that higher power really is. And I feel it in my body. Like I am convicted in the way that I live my life that it's already written for me. I just haven't walked upon, like I haven't walked in those days yet. I don't have any control in what happens today, tomorrow, in the next five minutes. It's already done. That's what I believe. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to religion in America, I just, the more that you look for the truth in it, I think the clearer your mind will be and the closer you'll come to your own consciousness and what's like what this world is really about. But I'm not going to say that you're going to be happy because mm -hmm. I'm really not happier. Yeah. Knowing how manipulative and how fucked up this place is and how much governments and religion control people and oppress people. I'm just not to this day. This is like I, when I put up on my status the other day, who was the first person to told you that being gay was wrong? Do you know how many people said church? But you're supposed to be for the people. You're supposed to be up here uplifting people. Why are you acting like homosexuality isn't in the fabric of who humans are? We start off with both sexes, yo. Like there is truth out there that, that they hide because they need to push a certain type of agenda. And that is also true in religion because religion is the first ones to do it. And governments just can't, like government really just saw how religion was doing it and was able to do it in an, in an official way. To, so then tithes and taxes, the stimulus is your money. <laughs> that they are giving back to you, that you are then putting back into the economy, that they are then giving back to the government. So. That's good. Trish, Trish that's good. And I, so Trish had, and I had a brief, had a conversation yesterday. Uh, matter of fact, she's the one that sent me those links that I sent to y'all that made y'all say, oh, I'm detached and I'm going to get some Kool-Aid. She's the one that sent me that. Thank and, you, Trish. Yeah, so she gave me some really good words here and she was like, 
Look, you have to get internally, spiritually connected and be willing to seek the possibility that everything that you know, that you thought you knew may be quite, dang, I can't talk. New may quite very well be untruth. Um, you have to be willing to really wholeheartedly ask your higher power to lead you into finding the truth for yourself without piggybacking off of others' beliefs. Uh, Jay Edwards says, first you get angry and then it gets better. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. And, and, and again, that's why I said, just look. Just look. If, if there can't be, no, let me back up. I will tell you the story that made me keep asking, then what the hell are we doing this for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I got into a fraternal organization when I was in Germany, they had me read sections of the Bible that I had never thought to read before. First of all, I'm going to say this. I have never read the Bible from beginning to end in the original text. Thou, thou art. I'm not, I'm not about to do it. It's not interesting to me. But I did buy the new international version, another translation, so I could at least understand what the hype is. All right. I did read that. All right. So there is a particular person um, in the Bible. And I want to say this is elect. It's either elect or Bar. No, it's, it's, Bar it's uh, Martha. All right. So. Um, you have your, you have, um, bro, I'm trying to think of the timeline because I, I suck with dates. I'm just going to give you the storyline. I'm this person. I believe in this particular religion. People came and took over my land and said, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to understand religion B. But I have always, and I've been taught religion A. They say, all right, we're going to let you go right now. But the next time we come, you, the answer needs to be religion B or we're going to kill you and your family. All right. They come back later. Hey, so about that religion we told you to switch over to. You still religion A or you gonna be team B? And she was like, I'm still religion A. What did you think I was gonna do? I was gonna change. She's like, then we say we gonna kill your family. Yeah, y'all say we gonna kill you. You said you're gonna kill my family. They kill her family. Now what's your religion? It's still A, first of all. Okay, still A. Even after they didn't kill your family. Yep, yeah. Every time they came back, no matter what they did to her, she kept saying A when they kept, they were killing people of hers just to get them to say B. I thought this story was crazy, but I didn't have any questions about the story. My question was, what if all y'all, all of our dumbasses, we have, we, we looking at A, B, C, D, and E, and we think this is the answer, and then when we die and sit in front of the most high, thanks, Chris, thanks, Trish, in front of whoever the most high is, and A, B, C, D, and E ain't even the answer. That's not the answer when you are sitting in front of when judgment day, that, that day, you sitting in front of them. I've been seeing what you're doing. You've been rocking with Christianity. What you doing? Wrong, that's, that's wrong. That's not what you were supposed to be doing. This is what you were supposed to be doing. That's what it. happens then? And then who changed? And then what you gonna do? Who's not gonna change their mind that day? Oh, you. I was supposed to. I was supposed to be doing E. 
oh damn, I spent 43 years doing A and B. And, and so I'm like, it's just, so for me, it's like, it is so confusing how much stuff they that is continuously shoved down your throat as the right answer, and it's not. And I, I understand more now over the past few years than ever is that it's when people tell you, I feel that I am spiritual, I believe in a higher being, but I am not religious. To me, that's my answer. Would I help the, would I help the, um, the, the homeless woman that you saw on the street today? Yes. Will I help anybody on this screen? Yes. Have I paid a tithe? No, but I definitely donate thousands of dollars worth of clothing every, every, um, every year to homeless people. I, I help people. That's my tide. My tide is my time. My tide is my energy. That's what my tides is. Don't pass me a bowl. I'm not going to give it to you, to your establishment. But I will participate in the church of faith if Cabana's plan is to my liking. You want to go do, and, and, and when you say what to those people out there who don't have the answer and they say, well, what do you do? You do exactly what you, Cabana, are doing right now. I can't even name on two hands how many programs, organizations, uh, campaigns that you have started to make people better to see the world better, love over hate, love yourself, LOL, all of these things that you create, all of these things that you do, all of these um, uh, um, events that you are the, the, the speaker about, you being on this platform, you are reaching people who are not in church. And they are feeling your word. You not running around here, being corrupt, wearing Stacey Adams. You not asking us for no funds. You see what I'm saying? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Stacey Adams. My daddy wears Stacey Adams, but I'm just saying. My daddy too. <laughs> to me, you are doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And whether or not you cho choose to yell amen, hallelujah, while you doing it, that's totally up to you. But you are doing your part in making your surroundings, your community, a better place, better than you got, better than it was when you got here. Which everything else to me is just white noise. Yeah. Yeah, everything else is white noise. You're doing the damn thing, KB. Yeah. I, I think one thing that um, you could, we could say to people who are searching for um, a truth or their truth is for you to do your own soul searching and then for you to do your own um, religious research. Um, if, if anything, like how Keila was saying, like I, I'm, I, I've got to a place where I'm over the, the Baptist, you know, Southern hooping and hollering and, you know, all, all of that that's encompassing inside the, the church building. Um, because like you said, it stemmed from the religion that was forced upon our ancestors in slavery. The same 
people, the same, the same slave owners who one didn't even want us to know how to read, who used to kill some of our ancestors because they were caught reading or because they were trying to learn religion or because they were caught um, singing songs that had to do with church or trying to even speak their own language that they may have remembered from the motherland. I wanna know what religion were we all a part of or, or what were our ancestors doing before they were stolen and brought here? Like what, what were we all doing? What us, but what were our ancestors doing? What um, higher power were they serving? What um, entity or what being did they feel like, okay, this is what is all encompassing for us. This is who we're serving, or this is who we're honoring, or, you know, this is what we're doing as a tribe or, or as a community or as a village. I, I want to know, you know, within searching my, my family's history, where did we come from? Okay, we're here now. And although being stolen and not having a way back to our own land, but what were what was going on back then? So what were the things that the the language that we lost? What was the the principles and the values that you know, our, our ancestors all had that were stripped from them when they got here. Those are the things that, you know, I'm thinking of and that I'm, you know, searching and trying to figure out on my own. It's like, okay, these are some of the things that I want to be able to tell our kids, like, okay, this is where our family actually stemmed from. Like, these are some of the things that we're doing now. And this is what your grandma did and your great grandma, things like that. But, you know, as far as our history is concerned, those are some of the things that some people may be more in tune to trying to figure out because you know, but like, okay, I was taught to say amen and hallelujah and read the Bible and, and sing in the choir and maybe join the step team or the praise dance. I was taught to do those things because that's what was forced upon us once everything that we are, once everything that our ancestors knew that to hold true and dear was stripped away from them and was stolen from them and was beat out of them. So in trying to talk to people that are trying to figure out which way to go, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Do research as far as anything else that you are trying to figure out. If you want to figure out how to play an instrument, you're doing research. Either you're going to find, you know, a, a school that's going to teach you how to do it, or you're going to get an instructor that's going to come in and share some things with you. You might get a new book that, you know, will show you some new tricks to the trade or something, or you might get on YouTube and like, all right, I'm going to find an instructor on here and just kind of watch the videos and follow along. But that is considered doing your own research. So in trying to find your own truth, you have to do some research. I'm going to say again, like I said to y'all before, every single Black person in America, America needs to go visit Africa. Just go visit Africa. I, and, and, and I know that sounds oh so simple, but I am telling you the feeling of Africa brings something else out of you. It's something, it's, it's a different experience. Now, don't get me wrong, Africa is, Africa, Africa is colonized, sections of Africa have been colonized too. 
they have had Catholicism. I mean, and every, my husband is a Roman, he's a Catholic, he's Catholic. So they have religion as well, but that is where you should go, I feel, or those routes of, of, of uh, research to get what did it start with. Like even now between when I, you know, um, and, and it gets lost again in translation and in new generations that come about because it's, it's even funny to me that when I am around my husband's mom, when she's talking to her children, she speaks fluent French, speaks English to me. But when I was in Africa, when she speaks to her sisters, when she speaks to her you know, friends in Cameroon, they speak Dwala. They speak that. And, and it's crazy because most of the kids, they understand it, they can't speak it which means there is a whole language that is about to be phased out through the line because it's not utilized. So if a language can be phased out, y'all know teachings can be phased out. Christianity and the Muslim faith colonize and is, um, let's see, how can I say this? Christianity and Islam colonized Africa. And the way that they put it is, that they're the indigenous people of Africa, they did believe in something, but they never uh, identify what. Okay, I'm sure there are other teachings that will identify it that may be in Africa that I don't know about. But the way that it is taught from this society is that, yes, the indigenous people of Africa had something and then Christianity and um, Islam came and boom, colonized it and took it over as it, but in a way that is a positive spin that it actually made them better people. Right. But it actually just like, it just pushed the agenda of Christianity and Islam. Like Hinduism, Christianity, and Islam, those are the top three faiths or top three religions in the world. They have the population by the balls <laughs> let's say that right right so there there is no you know getting getting away from that like you can't and so you just have to use kind of your common sense to say it started from somewhere what was happening before that just like i never thought that anything happened with black people before we were in america dumbass <laughs> you know what i'm saying until I realized, oh shit, there, there is something else going on. And so then your mind gets open the more that you, you um, start to find out. And then your mind just does a thing where it just starts putting these damn pieces together and getting rid of the shit that doesn't make any damn sense. Wow. Like wow. black people wanted to be Christians in the first place. Like they didn't have their own religion, language and traditions in the first place that we have to abide by what they say. No, 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 there was stuff going on before all of this. What was that about? Right. I believe that um, our gifts, you know, they make room for you. I think that one of the things that I remember very young, um, I was seven and I remember um, someone asked me, who are your heroes? And I said, Noah, Moses, Jesus plus the Christ, Lucifer before Satan, and Samson. I was seven. I knew why too. You know, Jesus 
with the Christ because Christ is supposed to represent power inside of a man doing good things and deeds. Samson, I always said I didn't want the negative end of everyone because everyone had a negative ending, mm. pretty much. And I knew that. He got his hair cut, but he carried strength in his presentation, but he neglected what his presentation was. Moses led the people, but he became too passionate that he didn't lead himself and he wasn't able to get in. Noah was obedient to the point that he didn't sacrifice being able to go because he built the boat. And going back to like us as black people, I remember in the Bible, they said that Moses was supposed to be black, but they didn't really talk about it too much. But they kept saying he has the eyes. They have the eyes. This was in the Bible. Black people have gifts. We are copied continuously for our gifts, whether it's singing, sports, you name it. We are mimicked for something that is very natural and very spiritual. As I'm going on my personal journey, I'm kind of grateful right now because I've always asked the question why I'm always by myself. I'm truly a person that is alone. And I always said, why is that God for me? Now, you know, getting into this group, meeting these different people, uh, being challenged so many ways, being challenged personally, it's opened up an understanding that I'm thinking I'm starting to get because we're so surrounded by options that it is like sinking sand. Your brain is consumed with thought and pattern that you don't have peace. Mm. You don't have a moment to breathe. I would go to sleep. I'm being very transparent because like I said, this is so deep for me because I feel like for me personally, my mission is to do what I'm doing, um, to help people, to build a bridge instead of a ditch. But I would go to sleep and I would have nightmares y'all about these conversations that we keep having. Not knowing why am I having these nightmares? Why am I going through so much? Why do I have to suffer so much? And I believe that suffering brings about who you're supposed to be in the end of your beginning. Like I feel like the flight of the butterfly is coming for me. It's coming for all people that have gone through something. You know, Keila's told her testimony. I don't believe Keila could be the person that she is without it. I think your power comes through what you, when you go through the fire and it doesn't burn you up and destroy you. I remember long ago when I was a preschool teacher, I was looking out a window and a bird died. And I heard God say, you will see destruction, but you will not be destroyed. I think that what makes black people, I don't know what our spiritual religion is, but I think that we were the gifts that they saw and wanted to not only rob us, but ignore. Because when I look at the planet and I look at all the things, everyone has something. I've studied cultures, I study different you know, people, but I, when I always come back to us, it's like almost looking at the sun. You know, when you look at the sun or you look at the moon, 
It is the one thing that you cannot deny it shine, whether in dark or in light. It's something about our people that no matter what you do to us, we keep on shining. And I felt like slavery was a symbolism of always trying to take out that light, always trying to dim it, always times to snatch it away for some odd reason. And I could not understand why, you know? But I'm starting to realize that, you know, sometimes you have to accept that people are just evil. Evil doesn't mean um, the definition of hate. It means that there's no good thing in that person. No good thing. They choose not to find the goodness in something. Whereas me, I'm always trying to find the goodness in something. So this conversation today for me is helping me to get to a better truth because I want people that are confused like me sometimes, are struggling with their faith, are struggling with their truth because they really want the world to be a better place to arrive, especially if you're black. I can't speak for everyone else because I'm not white. I'm not Asian, I'm black. And I happen to be the very thing that is quote, most hated, but yet most celebrated, but not told it at all. We are put on these pedestals with our gifts and talents. They don't even share that we created all these inventions and then somebody else puts their name on top of it. So I feel like church, hmm has been the, the backstab of my reality. I don't know what that means because I'm just, I'm singing it now. Like this is a now moment. This ain't like, I just thought about it or I'm just, you know, whatever. I'm saying this like right now and it's got me kind of messed up. I wanna challenge you on something. I wanna ask you a question. Yeah. What if you no longer use the tools of slavery to guide your life, to guide where you go, to guide these feelings that are inside of you, to guide how you think about the world? So you just said a story about Samson and Moses and all that stuff. For me personally, those are all tools of slavery because they are in all tools of colonization. And so you are referencing stories like that that were used to control black people to then influence how you look at the future and how you look at your surroundings. What if you no longer did that? And See, you that's, that's the thing. That and, the problem. Hold on. And you just listen to what God says to you. You know, you say God, you just listen to because you do speak. It is coming from within you. Mm-hmm. you hear everything that you are moved in certain ways. You hear certain things. You know, you have intuition. You have gut feelings. You have like all of that is already inside of you. And what you're doing now and who you are now is by not is not by accident. Mm-hmm. But what if you stopped referencing these stories and just started to listen to you and the way that your body and the way that your mind and the way that the that your God speaks to you personally? That's the thing, this is that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people don't wanna have real conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't wanna have truth. Like you're talking about the way I was raised and where I was raised is attached to my mother. Yeah. And you know. I know, I know. 
I have something that somebody else has said. I want you to listen to this, Kabana. We are here for the experience, no matter what it may be. And we create our own experience. And that's because as gods, we are creators. So we choose to create something great or something other than, but we need to take account of what we create and stop creating bullshit and create goodness. Greatness. You know how they say, um, like one, one thing that does stick out in my mind is if God made us in his creation, then I'm gonna say that yes, we are all God's creations. And that that voice in your head is God speaking to us. It's kind of like he is inside of us. If we, and in my mind, we are him and he is us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can't look at another person and say, you are less than me. I can't do that because we are all made of the same things. We are all, we all have this ability inside of us that we don't need King James to write something with his intention in a room to control his population to then dictate what our life is saying. So then that, that thinking in our mind, our conscious gets pushed out. We start listening to somebody else and start instead of what's listening to what's really inside of us, which is really the most high talking to us. Yo, Karis one did this, this uh, speaking where he wrote the word rock star on a piece of paper. And he told the, the audience, he said, hey, mm-hmm. I'm speaking out loud, read this word. Did you hear that? And everyone's like, yeah, I heard it. He's like, that's God. <laughs> that's your inner rock star. Follow that. I was like, man, that was the dopest thing I had ever heard. That was the first time I heard it. And he said, and, he, and you heard it in your voice. You heard it in your voice. When you saw it, you heard it in your voice. That was and he was like, where is that? Exactly. I, I, I saw that video. I saw that. And I agree. I think that, and, and the thing with Kabana is that you have always said, God speaks through me. That I see somebody, even strangers, and you have stopped and said something prolific to them that they needed to hear right then and there. Yep. He uses you as a tool because you are part of him. Your Bible didn't tell you to do that. Your Bible didn't tell you that God tell you what to tell that person. God is speaking directly through you. I'll I'll tell you this. You said I need to leave you with some tools. Um, the The further away from the church that I got, the further away from the Bible I got, the more that I understood that I was in the exact place that I was supposed to be, no matter how much harm that brought me, I was right in front of the people that I was supposed to be in front of to say the things that I was supposed to say. And it would, it just came like, it wasn't like something that was planned or anything like that, but I've been, I've been placed in situations that, Oh, Ooh, was that guy right there? What, Hello, was, what? Right? what was that? Say it. <laughs> it just comes It you feel overpowered. It just comes out of you. Everything that we do, our talents just come out of us. Like the things that come naturally, those are the gifts that you were given yeah like that it just nobody taught me how to do hair nobody taught me how to you know like just think the way that I do or any this is just who I am and when I am in front of a person I've been put in your life for a reason 
I have been putting women's life. This is why I feel so strongly about helping young black women, because that is just where I've always been placed in front of young black women to give a testimony about my life and so that it can help them. And I and and the further I got away from that, the closer I became in tune with those things. And I don't walk away from those situations anymore. I come into them fully understand. Oh, OK, this is happening right now. Yep, I'm going to just give into it and let's do it. What do you need to hear? What needs to come out of my mouth? I'm just about to say it. And it just flows like that because it's not coming from me. It is already done. I am just here to give it to you. He want he, she. They. <laughs> me. <laughs> because if I am God's creation and I am him and I am in his image, then I like it, I am God. That's just what it is. We all are. We are his mouthpieces and we can either use that. We can either betray it, betray what we know is right. Then we're just living in the flesh. Or we can come from a place that is not even of our own doing that is so involuntary that it just flows so freely. And that right there is God. And you have that. You have that 100%. And that is why you are so passionate to fight against what you know that you see is wrong. 100%. So stop fighting and create. And FYI, my mama said, my mama said, Cabana, hold your head up because God is not down there. Nope. Don't let me send her to your house. She know where you live. That part. And I understand that your faith is connected to your mother. And that is also truth. That is also truth. She was also walking in her own light. She is also a part of God. He was also speaking to her. So that is nothing to be ashamed of if now, or even feel bad about if now you don't, like you don't want to be connected to the man-made piece of it because like you said she allowed you to go and explore all type of things because she was in tune with god and she was going to let you do your own journey so there is nothing wrong with you walking that path that she set you forth on that was her purpose and she is still living within you right now I love y'all. We love you too. And I love my black people. We love you. I uh, been to the mountaintop. I I just want to say to you, welcome, welcome church, welcome. We need to start looking. Lord have mercy. Within. God, it's the God in me. Well, listen now. As we had ancestors before, the future is going to need ancestors. We are then. We are the ancestors for the future. And we, we are charged, amen. We are charged with giving them as much truth as possible. 
Can I get a witness? I'm a witness. That means you need to seek knowledge, knowledge of self, because self is in God, because God is in yourself. Hey man, I, I don't think I got nobody with me. <clears throat> we here. Hold on now. I said you need to have knowledge of self in order to be able to teach knowledge to the future. Come on. Y'all hear me? I understand. Hmm. Hmm. I want to go. Uh... You're going to have to be. Look, we ain't going to say take your time, Reverend, because we don't want you to take your time. We're we we going on two hours. I won't tear it too long. I won't tear it too long. I mean, <laughs> in real life, in I'm real gonna life, take my seat. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you take us out on the word. Got to be quick because we're going on two hours. Take my seat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say to you all, amen, we don't know, but we need to know that it's the God in me. Amen. I'll leave it at that. Amen. amen. All righty then. All right. So trust and believe we're going we gonna to love up on KB. Because yep. I think he, I think he, he had some re revelations today and has some deep thought and questions and things that he has to uh, process, digest, and figure out. As Trish said earlier, take in the meat, spit out the bones. This is the process. This is the process that happens when you try to walk in the truth and not what has been fed to you. Um, I just hope that you guys have enjoyed the show today. Um, I apologize if it wasn't as funny and lighthearted as some of our other shows, but you know, that's not life sometimes. Sometimes we have to have some revelations and I think I've seen, look, there are, there's truth in memes and I definitely saw a meme that says healing is not pretty. <laughs> the movies allow you to believe that, but healing is not pretty. People will never show you the ugly cry on Instagram and social media. They won't show it to you. They'll show you after all the pretty pictures, all the filters, all the angles and say blessed all day long, but they won't show you the hurt and the pain and the turmoil that it takes to get there and having to keep going back there because you never really reach it. It's a never ending cycle. You got to keep learning. You got to keep researching and then make moves to get you to that place of healing for real and understanding. So we love you all. Please catch us every Sunday, 1 p.m. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Anchor. And if you missed us live today, we are on all the major podcasting platforms. We love y'all. What you got to say, we out, y'all.